Thanks for tuning in to Empower Outdoors Podcast. I'm Allie Jutine. And I'm Phil Stepp. And today we're talking to Paul Pedersen, who volunteers for the Wounded Warrior Guide Service. Um, it's an organization uh, that provides outdoor recreational activities for disabled veterans of the United States Armed Forces. And all of the activities, as I understand, and related expenses are provided at no cost to the veterans. Um, so thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. Awesome. So let's just start out by, you know, I know last weekend you guys went on a trip to Leech Lake. We had our sixth annual Take a Vet Fishing uh, event on Leech Lake at Trapper's Landing Resort. And that uh, we, uh, the goal was 100 veterans. We had 91 vets out oh. with over 60 guides on Leech Lake. That's that, cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Um, so I guess tell us kind of how, how that kind of came to be. The event itself uh, has been the brainchild of Bobby Landerville up there. He runs South Shore Guiding uh, as Cass County Sheriff, and he had done it as a chance to give back to some of the local area veterans. As a guide himself, he's able to enlist the help of other people up there on the lake and pull the boats together to get the vets enlisted. He uh, selected our program to, to be part of that, so that was real easy to partner with him. And then more recently in the last two years, now that the uh, the Arnold family has acquired Trapper's Landing, that's become our home and, and should be for the very near, uh, long future here as far as this event goes. So it's just it's just grown every year. We, uh, we add more prizes, more events. It's technically not a fundraiser, but it often does raise funds for us to do other events. Um, so we, the, it's great to get vets out on Leech Lake. Last year was a very windy year. This year was a much calmer year. But uh, with more boats, it felt like, and uh, the fishing bite was tough, but we still caught some fish. That's awesome. That's cool. How many, or what, what was the biggest fish of the weekend? I think there was a, let me think, let me think, 28-inch walleye was caught, 31-inch nice. uh, northern. Not sure if there were any striped northerns caught or not, but uh, we didn't hear on that. Um, and uh, everything in between. So we do largest fish, smallest fish, and the tournament's based around most inches. But all in all, it's just about getting out on the water, an opportunity to go fishing if, if that's not your normal thing. Right. That's, that sounds like a blast, actually. So with, like, the Trapper's Landing, is that – are they um, donating that time or that service then to this organization, or how does that work? Yeah, we're able to use their space, and they, they love having us as a host at their facility, so we occupy their dining room and, and use their kitchen for the meals. So uh, if there is cost, it's very low. We get donations that cover those costs for us, so Bobby works really hard. So it's tr it's not a total donation, but uh, through all the donors and such, it, it's a, a very good event in the end. Like I said, uh, people will throw donations toward it. Uh, the prizes that are purchased all come from Reed's at a very low discounted rate as well so we're, we're grateful for the family to help us out with that you know so to see a vet win a fishing pole and get to go out uh, on his own now after that or or other things um you know it's just again it's a great opportunity i, I shared the boat this year with a, a purple heart recipient from the gulf uh, our gulf war and a female oif oef veteran who caught a wonderful 24 inch walleye nice so how did you guys end up doing I was skunked, oh. <laughs> but to be honest, my, my, my mindset is if the boat catches fish, yep. so the, the smile on folks' faces uh, when they catch a fish uh, is just amazing. Yeah, it's a team That's effort. what it's about. Yep, absolutely. So, so I, I'm assuming that's not the only event that you do with the Wounded Warriors. 
guide service, right? No, I mean, you got no, plenty of different things. We, we line up lots of different events throughout the year. Uh, and, and as Ali said, the goal is to get veteran, disabled veterans out that are uh, at a low cost or no cost to them uh, on different events. So some of the hunts and, and fishing trips that we have planned in the near future, there's a salmon trip uh, in two weeks down on she- in Sheboygan that uh, will take four charter boats out uh, for, for a day on the salmon fishing. More recently, we, we did a turkey hunt in Missouri this year. I hear the turkey hunting was tough, but, uh, you know, what's always fun is to put vets together at the beginning and that have never met each other and they're best friends by the end of the trip. Um, we've sent our van and uh, half a dozen vets to Texas on a hog hunt, and wow. uh, we've got a good partner down there that uh, invites us to come back. Um, things like that where the camaraderie is, is definitely something that's shared and uh, we're able to sponsor those events. Well, that sounds like a blast. Is I'd be it, in for the turkey hunt. Right. <laughs> so is it um, open to all, like, what What would classify, I guess, is it PTSD? Is that so or is the, it physical disabilities? No, great yeah. question because that's, um, question. that's what, you know, veterans with disabilities don't necessarily look any different than anybody else. Right. People look for missing limbs or things like that and uh, prosthetics, but that's there's a lot more to it than that, obviously. So... To be eligible for a program, our website has an application where we do ask you to send in a DD-214 to prove your service and a disability letter from the VA. And that means that you've been seen, you've been injured on active duty to some capacity or another at a 0% rating to anywhere to 100%. So by sharing those documents with us, um, we're able to verify the service and the disability, and then we put you in our catchment of, of uh veterans and then when we you give you a chance to indicate what what you like maybe you're a strict waterfowl person and you don't like fishing if we do duck hunts or goose hunts you can apply for those and and uh, we're able to select up different veterans for those you know if you like all of it check it all and when it comes up we'll have an opportunity for that so um, all of our board members and volunteers uh, all of our board members are veterans themselves so we're very familiar with the process and understand that there's a lot of confidentiality in sharing a 214 or a disability letter, so I can can assure them that uh, we treat it with the utmost respect and privacy. So that's not to be shared, but is necessary. So you yourself are also a veteran. I am. I had 27 years of service at the 148th Fighter Wing. I retired two years ago. Oh, you did. Okay. So it feels uh, feels odd being out for two years, but uh, it was a great time for me and. Uh, I love the unit, love the service. Thank you for your service. Yes, thank my, you. My brother Jake works up there in avionics. Jake Step, oh. I don't know if you know who he is. Not sure if, I, if I've met him, but, yeah, yeah that's great. I mean, it's it's hard not to know somebody yeah, right. in this community here in Duluth that, that doesn't know somebody up right. at that unit right. there. So, Actually, both of Phil's brothers are veterans. Yep, I was the only one that, that uh, didn't get in. I was very close with the Air Force, but they told me I was too overweight. And this was, this was three years or two years after I graduated high school. Not sure exactly what was going on there. Sure, what they were looking for, I, yeah. I guess they didn't need people at that time. I don't know. I don't know what the <laughs> deal was. But uh, it got to the point where I needed to drop a certain amount of pounds, and I didn't make tape. And, you know, two years prior to that, I was in the state track meet. So yeah. I'm not exactly sure what was going on there. <laughs> Standards but, are interesting, yeah, right? are. to say the least, yeah. But uh, anyways, we won't talk about me. <laughs> but uh, so as far as people that want to get involved or donate um, or, you know, guide or things like that, what can they do? Um, to get involved with this program? Well, that's a great question. And, you know, as I shared before when I first got here off air, that this is new to me doing podcasts like this, so I appreciate the exposure. You know, we're very active on our Facebook page. People can go to that, send us a message, uh, connect with our board, connect with us. We have a website. It's www.wwgsmn.com. 
and uh, they can go to the site there. There's a donate button right on there, uh, as well as the application is located on our website for veterans that are interested. So, um, or just give us a call. Any anybody that's on the any of our board members can take a call. So, if say I wanted to volunteer my time to go with on a hunt or to help somehow, how would I do that? Just contact you guys. Yeah, just contact us. We a lot. Most of us, you know, we will go, or we have ambassadors that will go with to just make sure that the the logistics is handled. A lot of times, so like our turkey hunt, you know, I, I know Justin, our our board member, is a, a a guide himself, but he goes with to make sure the trip is well is handled well, and the veterans have everything they need, and, and we're guided when we're there ourselves. So, cool. um, it, it's a really neat opportunity to to go do things. Same thing with our hog hunts. Um, We've done uh, I've done archery deer hunts myself up here in Duluth, and uh, really was a great experience. I took a uh, a combat veteran from a Vietnam era uh, on a deer hunt. He hadn't been able to gun hunt for a while, so we uh, because of the neuropathy in his legs, the cold, he couldn't sit out there anymore. And what we did was we uh, were able to uh, acclimate a ground blind setting with a crossbow. And at his age, he was able to use our crossbow and sit in, war- in some warm weather. And I pillared him next to his son, who's a, a veteran and currently serving in the 148th, and his nephew, who at the time met this, was the same. He's currently uh, in the 148th. So both his son and, and nephew were veterans and uh, hunting with him. And, you know, we hit one, but we didn't recover it, unfortunately. But he got back into the into the stand, per se, and was able to experience deer hunting again. So That's really neat. And some of the veterans, are they typically – you know, we're always hunters or anglers, or is it sometimes new to them altogether? You know, I think it's it's all of it. You know, sometimes it's something you maybe feel you don't get a lot, get a chance to do a lot of, or you remember doing as a child, or when you were younger, you have those memories. I'll never forget sitting in the in the 14-foot rowboat with my grandpa and, uh, and just tangling my line every two seconds trying to figure out what to do to fish, but I love it. Um, whether it's that experience or if you're out there hunting, um, uh, you find what you like, and that's where we want to bring them back to that and give them uh, the camaraderie to be out there field with fellow vets. Sure. Right. So if, if somebody was brand new and never hunted deer before, for example, you'd, you'd take them out anyways and teach them the ropes kind of thing? Or? Be a little bit more training on the front end of that, get, the, you know, get used to the firearm, get out there, uh, go to the range and spend some time with that because we want to make sure it's, a, it's, of course, a safe experience too mm-hmm. sure. for us and them and, and everyone involved. So. What about if you're a guide or a landowner um, and you wanted to donate? Maybe, maybe I had you know I have I'm a landowner. I don't have a ton of land, but maybe if I had 100 acres that I wanted to say, hey, you guys can come hunt on my property. Do you have people that do that as well? A lot of times we do, yeah, exactly, and that's and that's helpful to know because the the hunts are often catered to the individuals. Yeah. So if we have somebody that wants to do a hunt like that, um, especially in this area, that's what I look for. Um, or if we are uh, in western Minnesota, a lot of times we're doing pheasant hunts like that. Sure. So, you know, we, it's nice to have access to private land so that you can get out there and, and hunt the birds. Um, you know, public land is available too, but when we have places to go and we can work out, we can plan a trip around all the logistics on that. So. Sure. Or even like a bear hunt too. Um, I don't know if you do those. Uh, bear, hunts, bear hunts are tough with the tags yeah, because of the applications. Yeah. So that, that's the biggest hurdle with the bear hunts. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of starts with uh, figuring out a way to get, to get that person a tag for to to then do a guided hunt it's a four-year process now five year i just got drawn this year and it was my fifth year applying for minnesota in 51 which is the highest quota 
So we I were approached for by an individual in uh, Northwest Wisconsin that would really like to do that. So, you know, when we do things like that, we want we'll try to work with the DNR and see if there's any um, any ways to get around that. Yeah. You know, we did a I did a deer hunt last year in uh, in Baldwin, Wisconsin, at the Ogala Corps of Eng- Army Corps of Engineers Park, and we had the DNR on site with us. Yeah. And they were actually guiding some one of the ten hunters that we had cool. with us. So in Wisconsin, again, I'm a Minnesota guy. I'm not used to the bait part, so they had stands up, corn out, and yeah. uh, we were in a does-only um, hunt. But with the, the DNR's blessing, they were able to give us nuisance tags and, uh, and shoot bucks if we saw them. Nice. And uh, we had a veteran that was with us on that hunt. Uh, less than a year before that had been homeless and not been able to hunt. He actually had to borrow a rifle from one of us to go on this hunt and uh, was using HUD, HUD Vash homeless program housing for his apartment, so he got a, had a place to live now, and came on our hunt, and we, ended up, we didn't shoot a deer, but we sent him home with one. One of the yeah. hunters that was successful um, offered that deer to this individual, That's and he great. was able to take it, and he had just a great time. That's awesome, yeah. And as far as, like, you know, I think Wisconsin is a little better about transferring tags. I know, I'm not sure the logistics of it, but I'm pretty sure veterans can get tags transferred to them. There's certain stipulations, and yeah. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but that might be something to check into as well. And there's a lot of property owners in Douglas County that would be happy to have you come <laughs> bear hunt there because there is a ton of bears in Douglas County. So, as far as veterans themselves and applying for the program and they meet all the qualifications is it kind of guaranteed that they'll get on some type of hunt or is it kind of first comes first serve or how does that really work once you're signed up with us and and if you mark up as to what what hunts you like when those come up for us your name will go go into the hat like per se and you know what what we try to do is always expose that to new people so there's not say one person hey i I love going on the hog hunt, and the same person's going every you know every year. We try to avoid that, and we tr- of course we track who goes on different different trips so that we can spread that around. Um, your chances are great, you know, it all, and we're going to keep planning more and more and uh, different hunts and tri- fishing trips coming up. So that's great. So all the guides and landowners and people that are involved with this type of thing out there listening, make sure you get in touch and. Uh, Offer your services, I guess. Look us up. We'd love to plan something. I'm, I'm hoping to work a, a 2018 grouse trip this year up the North Shore, so we'll see if I can make that happen. And like I said, there's, you know, check our sites, watch, like us on Facebook. We're, uh, we're always publishing what we're up to and, and what's coming in the near future. So another question that I was thinking of, is this open to all veterans throughout the United States, or is it mostly Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Dakota, South Dakota kind of? those areas you know that's a great question um we're minnesota based but if somebody wants to come be a part of it they can certainly sign up i mean a veteran is a veteran doesn't matter to where you're at what we run into if you happen to be someone that say lives in texas and you want to come do a we had a gentleman wanted to come up and musky fish in minnesota but he lived lived quite a ways out of state to to absorb the cost for that person to travel to us to do that is a little harder to do. So, you know, if that individual has the ability to get here, we can help once you're here. Right. right. So that that's definitely something that we work individually uh, per hunt, per person. Mm-hmm. So we try to do the best that we can, but with within reason. And, you know, as a nonprofit, we only have so much funds, too. So we right. try to spread that around when and if they can help themselves a little bit that way. Um, it really helps us. Mm-hmm. So we can help more people. Right. So, say it was a hog hunt down in Texas, did you say you mm-hmm. go to? And it was a Texas resident, then that works out pretty good? That would work. Perfect. 
cool. Good to know. So, as far as raising funds, what are the types of fundraising events or things that you guys have? We've got a bunch of different things uh, that are we're starting to pop up a little bit more. We, we're working with uh, with the Arnold family up at Reeds. They've got a, they're very very good at supporting groups like ours. They're big with Minnesota Deer Hunters, uh, DU, and other groups where. Um, we did a quick gun raffle, banner raffle while we were up at uh, at Trapper's Landing, and uh, raised a quick five hundred dollars just by doing. Uh, you know, they have these categories where you can, uh, you know, win any. You can select anything on the banner for a, you know a, t- a ticket purchase. So the winner gets to choose off the banner what's on there, and it's something that's worked through them. We uh, we do hats and shirts for sale. Um, that's kind of basic, but uh, we just redesigned our equipment and our gear, so we were happy to promote that. Um, so you can buy those on your website. The those are those will be available on the website very soon and on Facebook. Um, we just we partnered with Grunt Style, so that was something that a lot of vets will know and be familiar with. So we're, we're they uh, designed a shirt for us. Cool. And we're using that, so that's uh, pretty exciting. You know, a lot of times, uh, right here in our backyard, my, my local Minnesota Deer Hunters chapter, we uh, was. Uh, gracious enough to buy a gun one of the guns at our banquet was uh, the proceeds were dedicated to the wounded warriors guide service so we raised about four or five hundred dollars on a on one gun at our deer hunters banquet and that's a big fundraiser for our group but we we were able they were willing to recognize and, and appreciate the work that we do with the guide service and, and our veterans so you know this is the second time that we've committed a gun to vets and, and given the proceeds to the wounded warriors guide service so very that's proud cool. of our group up there to do and yeah, for that's doing a that deal. that's awesome it's every every dollar helps yeah, so if you have anything you can donate, five bucks, go on there, buy a T-shirt. So you can make direct donations to you on your website? Absolutely, or? yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So typically, what are the types of reactions that you get from veterans? Like, what is it kind of, any specific stories or anything that, I mean, you don't have to share names, obviously. But. Sure. You know, last weekend we had uh, the individual that uh, celebrated his birthday with his wife up there fishing. You know, and he, uh, we, nobody knew anybody get prior to getting on the boat, and we were all, by the end of the day, we we're all super good friends and, and visiting. You know, there's uh, each trip exposes people to to other veterans, and and what I like about it is that you know you hear stories that you think are only yours, and and you know every there's a lot of vets that that think that they're unique and that they're the only ones experiencing something. You know, whether it's hardship at home or tough day at the job. And you're really not. You know, there's a lot of others out there that are going through similar things. And, and just being around somebody, knowing that you're not the only one, can help you deal with that. And that doesn't mean you're going to sit there and have an intimate conversation about how things are going at home with your spouse or not. But to know that you're not alone and, you know, the resources are shared a lot of times, too. To know what's available if somebody's got, you know, needs help with, with uh, different programs. You know, there. Uh, I think we all have a little bit of pride built up in us, whether it's the the military service or the Midwestern upbringing. Um, we're super stubborn and asking for hunter, help. Or being a hunter or fisherman in general, you're going to have too much pride. Well, we we always do, and, and you know that that can hinder getting help when you need it. And really, um, you know, they say asking for help is not a weakness, and I do believe that. I think that still doesn't make it any easier. It's still hard to do. But I do want to encourage people to, to know that, you know, there's others out there going through the, the same thing you're going through, I guarantee it. And just talking to somebody else can maybe ease your mind a little bit. And, uh, you know, if we don't know a resource that to refer you to, 
we'll, we'll ask around and help you. you know, right. A lot of us have worked through the VA ourselves, been through disabilities, um, sought help in other ways, and, and we're always willing to share that. I think every vet's an advocate for the, uh, the next vet coming along, and, and that bond is, is something that you can't take away. Right. Well, you know, and, and no matter what kind of disability a person might have, whether it's physical or mental, there's always going to be some sort of mental aspect to that, too. You know, you, let's say you lose your legs or something like that. You know, you're going to have that, that mental block. Oh, I can't go pheasant hunting. Where in reality, you can. You know, they have those scooters or whatever you call them. I don't know what they're called, the wheeling sportsmen or whatever they are, where I've seen, you know, veterans that have lost their legs and they're out pheasant hunting in a field. So we, we talked about this a few episodes back about the mental, um, how, how therapeutic hunting and fishing is. So I would say, you know, me being outside looking in, probably one of the biggest things like you just talked about is just the therapy of it, getting out there fishing. I mean, even if you're just you and your guide out there fishing for the day, it can be very therapeutic to be outside, you know, looking at everything, the animals, looking at the fish, everything that there is that you can take it all in. So that's that's a huge part of it, I would think. Definitely is, you know, and um, as Allie knows, I like my bow, and, and, you know, I'll be out bow hunting myself, and, and the last thing on my mind is that deer until I hear the twig crack. Right. See, who knows where my mind is wandering while I'm sitting in a tree tied up there waiting for something to come by, you know. I tell Allie this. Uh, I solve most of my problems for the year during deer season i'm not kidding by the time muzzleloader season is over in wisconsin so like basically the middle of december my problems for the next year are solved because <laughs> i just basically what i do is sit in my deer stand and i just think about okay what do i got to deal with here now how am i going to fix it yep. basically so no we we just hope to provide opportunities for 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 folks out there veterans that that uh, may not have the opportunities to go do some of these things and uh we're we're wide open to putting different hunts together, different fishing trips. Um, we do an ice fishing tournament fundraiser every winter out at Devil's Lake. Woodlawn Resort's been great for us. Um, we have another partner in our group, uh, American Heroes Outdoors, and a lot of times they'll work with us at the Wounded Warriors Guide Service. So if you're, if you're a TV watcher, FSN North has American Heroes Outdoors, and Dave Morse, one of the co-founders of that, is also on our board with the Wounded Warriors Guide Service, so it's great to partner with him. You know, there's opportunities out there, whether they're ours or others. I uh, I participated in the trolling for troops at Camp Ripley two weeks ago, and it had nothing to do with the Wounded Warriors Guide Service, but I was promoting our event the next week. And, and the same experience, I got to share the boat with other vets that have uh, just wanted to get out and have fun fishing. That's awesome. What about waterfall? Do you do any goose hunts? There's a lot of goose hunts. Is there okay? I was yep. going to say that would be something for landowners that are listening to. A lot of them want the geese gone, and it can be hard to get on a goose field now. You know, back when I was in high school, it seemed like every door you knocked on, they're like, yeah, go shoot them up. Now, it seems like every field's taken. Yep. So that would be that would be something if, you know, anybody out there that's listening has geese on their field. Or Yeah, we say waterfall, and, and I automatically think of the duck boat out on Rice Lake or on water, but yep. a lot of times in, in the northwest part of the state, you're in the cornfields. Yep. Uh, our group goes, we've got a lot of board members from the, uh, the Bemidji area, and, and they'll do goose hunts over that way. If we have to go into the Dakotas, we can do that. You know, it uh, whatever it takes, and we've got the decoys and the guides, and that's a big part of our fall where there's a lot of hunts that are cool. set up for that. Um, trying to think, you know, ice fishing. We own a, uh, a wheelhouse that we put up on Red Lake, and uh, we can put vets in that. That's out almost every weekend. 
coordinate that through our uh, our, fo- our fo- my fellow board members in the Bemidji area. And if the bite's pretty slow on red, we've got a, an outlet or a, an outfitter in uh, on Lake of the Woods that's willing to let us send them up there. Wow! So we can cool. move from red to, to Lake of the Woods in a day if we need to. So what about dark house spearing? Do you do, have you done any of that? I haven't, and I'm not sure if we have, but uh, they're not ruling anything out. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> if you need help with that, let me know because I, I, I don't even – I hardly ice fish at all. If I do, now I'll put out a few tip-ups, but if I get time to get out on the wa- on the hard water, it's spearing all the way. Yep. It's, you know, it's like hunting. So was, uh, We've been approached, and I'm trying to put one together for a musky trip down on the St. Louis River. So that's, that's we've, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take something and run with it. So if you're, you've got an idea and you want to put it out there to us, we will we'll gladly build a trip around it. Whether it's a couple days or a one-day event, we'll, uh, we'll put something together and we'll, we'll put it out to the, the, to the vets in our, in our catchment, and we'll see if we can find someone that wants to go. That's cool. Um, in your work with McPhee, what do you do with uh, McPhee? So, yeah, the, we're the Minnesota Assistance Council for Veterans. I've uh, been working for these guys for over 10 years, and our, our mission is to end veteran homelessness in Minnesota. So we try to do that by short-term assistance, uh, case management, uh, legal assistance, and employment services. So we're going to work with anyone that's in that crisis mode that needs a little bit of help and try to help them connect to those, those resources that are out there. If it's not us, somebody else that might be in the area that uh, can provide that help. So we pay a lot of rents, utilities, uh, help people keep their lights on, their heat going, you know, a lot of heat in the winter. And uh, I want to make sure, again, it, it ties into what we are talking about a little bit with the hunting stuff, but I want to make sure people know what they're eligible for for benefits. If you were hurt or injured in the military at any time, you know, to know what you're eligible for and to get past that stubbornness and, and go apply for the benefits that you have earned. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a freebie. It's not a gift. If you were hurt in the military and, and, and the VA should know about it and you can file for disability for that, and apply that however you want. Yeah, I mean, it's they earned it. Mm-hmm. They're going out there, putting their lives on the line. They get injured, and their life is affected because of it. <laughs> get, go get the benefits that they deserve. You know, you know we hear it a lot, and that's uh, somebody may be doing okay, and we start talking about work or who does what, and like, well, I did this in the military, but, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm doing okay, and I, I really don't, you know, I, I don't, somebody else needs it more than I do. Well, that, that couldn't be more 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 wrong or farther from the truth, per se, because if the VA doesn't realize that there's a need, they're going to cut back funding. So to actually say that would, would be detrimental. It goes against the other, the opposite reaction, where we want the VA and the, mili- the government to know, yes, this person was injured and they need this benefit, and then uh, so they can allocate more funds to that. Right, or maybe they don't need it now, but they might in the future, too. Exactly. Yeah. And do you ever get... You know, people that are you work with at, at MACV to go to the Wounded Warriors Guide Service? Do they We've, ever hunt or? Once in a while, we do. Okay. Uh, we definitely do. We've got a little bit of an outdoors program uh, unofficially with, within our own group where we were able to uh, get some of our clients out uh, out fishing. That's cool. been a big thing, the fishing part. Um, we've been able to uh, go out on Lake Superior the last couple of years and and get some some vets out on uh, on the charter boats and catch some fish. So, you know, and again, that's the, the next best thing to catch in it is eating it. So I'm always, I pull, bring the fryer in the next day. And, nice. and if it's lake trout or salmon, we're, uh, we got the grill or the deep fryer going and we're, we're enjoying some fish after that. And, uh, you know, last year we, uh, we brought some vets up from our, our homeless program in Minneapolis that had never been on A, a boat that size, and B, on a lake that size. So to come out in the, be, in the Lake Superior and uh, be out on the charter boats, 
Um, and then, of course, while you're out there, you get a thousand footer that comes by. And, you know, if you think the boat you're on is big, wait till one yeah. of those drives by. Yeah, and <laughs> right. That's yeah, a cool it's, experience. So, it, it is. And it, uh, it kind of ties together in a lot of ways. So um, if the opportunity to, to, to share that with any of our clients fits into this other program, I definitely share that. I, I mean, as you guys, I think, both know, uh, being out there and experiencing the hunting and fishing, there's just something about it, if, if, whether it's relaxing or you just you can check out and just enjoy yourself. Um, it's, it's, you get something from it, and whether you can put your finger on what exactly that is. It's, I haven't uh, been able to figure it out yet. But. It's a, I think it's a it's driving a, force. A connection. You, you connect more with nature. It's like something that, I, I've said this before, when you're waking up when the birds are chirping and, you know, you're... I don't know. You're not doing anything but sitting in a tree or sitting in a f- or laying in a field or whatever. You're you're super alert. You're you know you're kind of going back to that like you're almost med- meditating. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I guess. But yeah, I think it's therapeutic for sure. Lots of planning goes into that. I uh, what did I see? You're planning for an elk hunt this year. Yes, I am. So that's going to be amazing. I got introduced to that last year, and and I'm hoping to go again this year. And my whole goal for my own self-exposure to that was to turn that into a big game hunt for the Wounded Warriors Guide Service at some point and, and get a veteran out there with us. So I'm hoping to, to help uh, grow my own knowledge of hunting and, and share that with other vets. Because if I'm going to be out either in a boat or in a tree or in the woods, why not bring someone with? Why right. not share that? In fact, in a lot of ways, it's more rewarding to have someone else do the shooting or the catching, really. Yeah. I mean, if you're out there experiencing the hunt just the same, the only difference is you're not the one pulling the trigger. It's really not that much of a difference. Yeah. So, Well, and i got to say, the uh, the smile on that young lady's face uh, catching that 24-inch walleye was just amazing. I mean, the... Uh, the picture speaks volumes for what what that whole trip was all about and why and you know it's it's funny because we'd been snagging up on the rocks a lot on leech that day and and every one of us had had that happen and uh and she actually grabbed her line and she's like no i got another snag and then the rod tip went you guys can't see me but <laughs> doink doink and me and the other guy are like that's a fish and she starts cranking and it took a little while but that thing came in and it was just amazing the, the whole boat got to enjoy that and you know, that's that's what it's all about. Yeah. We had to put it back, but that's you still got to catch it. Mm-hmm. Got a picture. We did take a picture of the last line. It, it will. It's get it's getting sent around. We put it on our page, and you know, it's what it's why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's open to all ages. The as a vet, once you're you know, so right. really, I mean, you can serve at 18. So anybody that's has service already, and definitely, mm-hmm. you bet. So at last year's event, I was just standing around talking to some other vets, and a gentleman had come up and uh, was just being social, so I asked him how he was doing, what he was up to, and had said, uh, you know, he was a vet, and he wanted to come check the event out, that he, he knew Bob Landerville, and he, he kind of goes, he goes, yeah, Bobby saved my life. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of like small talk. He goes, no, literally. He goes, uh, I wasn't doing so well, and uh, they'd ordered a, a welfare check on him, and Bob's a county sheriff, and Bob was, was the one responding and, and went in and uh, uh, was able to get him out of trouble, you know, hurting himself for someone, and got him back on the right, uh, on, on his feet, and um, he wasn't sure he wanted to come to the event, you know, over at Trapper's Landing and be a part of the group, but he knew because it was all vets, they'd probably be a little bit more comfortable. And, and in fact, he did show up, and he stood there and talked to me for over half an hour, uh, found out he served in the Coast Guard, and was, was lived in the area, and was just excited to come and hang out with vets. He didn't take part in the fishing at the, that day, but uh, was just glad to come over to the event. So you find ways to, uh, to influence and help others in, in strange ways, and, and 
know, Bob was just doing his job, but this vet was grateful for every bit of that and, yeah. and was coming to take part in the uh, in the fishing for one reason or another. So, Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come out here and, you know, chat with us and tell us a little bit about what you do. So. Yeah, and why don't you tell the folks that are listening again how to get in contact with you or the organization to donate time, money, whatever it is sure. that they can do. Well, the uh, our group is called the Wounded Warriors Guide Service. Our website is www.wwgsmn.org. I think I said .com before, but it is .org. And we are on Facebook as the Wounded Warriors Guide Service. Um, you can find us there. If you want to contact me directly, um, I'll give you I'll, cell phones fine two one eight five nine zero seven seven one six or Paul at www gsmn.org is my email. Awesome. And I'll also be posting a blog on my website that will have that information as well. So Sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to Empower Outdoors. Make sure to tune in next week.